No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What Show with your host, Simply Bree. David, how's it going this evening? 
I'm doing good. A little sore. A little sore. Just, um, yeah, I'm a little sore. Coming off of a 50-mile ride, bike ride yesterday. Quad oh. screaming. Yeah, I yep. wouldn't have to smile. That sounds painful, but I'm sure it was well worth it, right? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm trying to get in superhero shape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not superhero. <laughs> the black Superman. Trying a little, trying to look like a whole entree out here, man. I'm serious. triggers do you mean like things that I did or things that other people did is that what you mean things that other people did that brought it out of you being unappreciative mm, okay I do something for the, for the sake of um, feeling like I owe you something simply because you're and you have a vagina mm. um like, I'm supposed to pick up the tab. I'm supposed to do this. Well, you're a man. You know, um, uh, you know, just the whole rigmarole of, well, since you're the man, you're supposed to do this, do this, do this. Gotcha. And what what ends up happening is you, the woman, you saving your money, you squirreling your money away, and I'm over here paying that. And then at the end of relationship or situationship, you out on top. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm over here struggling. So that's that's um you know, for me, money is a huge figure. Mm-hmm. Um I've had some females well, a couple of females feel like because they were having sex with me they didn't have to ever pick up the bill or do anything. So I'm like, okay, well why are you monetizing yourself like that? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you, you know, why are you talking to me the way you that you're talking to me? So right. that that's one. Um, I think just really a, a lack of respect for my time. That's okay. another thing. Yeah, that, that's a huge trigger for me. Um, belaboring me with your problems that I don't really, that I can't really solve. Um, so there's that. Right. Okay. That's interesting. So, um, you know, dumping the problems onto you and knowing that you can't solve it, it's interesting that you said it because a lot of times I think women feel like if we tell our problems to men, men, men will solve it. Men will figure it out for us because you guys are the fixers. So it's interesting um, because to hear from you as a man, men don't necessarily – want to be looked at as that fixer when it comes to certain type of situations. And it makes sense. Um, I think it goes along with gender roles. You know, you're the man. You're supposed to fix everything. But that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. True. It's, it's, it's some of it, honestly, there's some, there's a lot of abuse and trauma that, that has taken place. In, mm-hmm. in a lot of black families mm-hmm. that go unresolved. So you got a lot of people, both male and female, that's walking around with with friggin' trauma. 
you know, right. with, with baggage, with luggage, and they don't want to get any help because they, you know, they've been told, you know, you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. So mental health in the black community is, is that should be number one, uh, yeah. more than anything else, more than shopping and trying to look cute or getting a big ass, but that's a mm-hmm. whole nother, a whole nother fucking can of worms. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's a huge, the, the, the the entitlement that like that's a huge trigger for me. I what I've learned is not to take things personally, not get mad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the things that my triggers was my anger when I feel like somebody can advantage of me because I'm I consider myself to be a nice guy, but as we know, as the old adage, the old saying is nice guys finish last. Right. Ninety so, percent mm, mm, of women don't really want no man they can walk all over. So I right. have to become an asshole. I can honestly say that, yeah, I, I have asshole tendencies. You know, they kind of flicker in and out. And and when I'm like that, you respect me. Mm. You know, I tell you what's what. Like, don't come at me with no bullshit. Mm-hmm. You don't want me to come at you with no bullshit, so I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it with you. I don't like something, I just don't like something. Right. Um, again, some females, you know, they try to use their fem- what I like to call their feminine wiles, the trickery, the, 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 what I like to call, like, I don't know if you remember the, the story of Iliad, uh, you had the sea sirens, they try to talk to you in a certain kind of way, they try to, you know, offer up sex and shit like that to get what they want from you, and it's really, is really pathetic, and I had to look at myself and say, bro, whoa. Where did, like, why are you attracting these kind of women? Right. You know, and once I changed myself, all that bullshit stopped. Cold mm-hmm. turkey. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to toxic traits um, and behaviors, do you feel like a lot of it has to do with who we are and um, underlying issues that have not been addressed? Some of it. Some of it is nature versus nurture. Some of it is how you were raised. Some of it could be mental. I mean, there's just so many different things yeah. that, that go. Because remember, you take on your father's traits and you take on your mother's traits, and then boom, you got society. And you have your friends fucking influencing you and shit like that. So it's a lot of things. Mm, there's, okay. a lot, there's a lot of different things that you have to take on okay. in, in, the, in the world. So yeah, and people don't you gotta you gotta consider that. And most men, let me say this, when we when we date y'all, we don't really try to look at y'all whole family tree mm-hmm. when we're dating. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna make my notes. So right that's here. one thing. Don't look at us when yeah. we're dating our family tree. So why does it make a difference? Okay, so you say men don't look at our family tree when we're dating, but when it comes to marriage. Is that when they pay attention to? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, because now we're all locked in. I mean, yeah. now we've made this investment. Now we made this emotional investment, and you know, again, like if if you're just dating or trying to figure wild oats just for the sake of, you don't really care about none of that. You're just trying to you're just trying to whack a mole. You don't really care. That's just what you're doing out here. Right. You know, you're just trying to you're just trying to sell you and stuff like that and and that that's that's what you do you don't care you don't yeah. really pay attention to that until you 
until you're about to uh, start a family with this woman. But mm-hmm. by then, sometimes it's a little bit too late. So all these things men need to, in my opinion, need to kind of approach relationships and dating from a, from a, believe it or not, I know you're going to think I'm crazy when I say this, from a feminine way, because you guys see everything. Mm-hmm. You guys, okay. y'all don't miss nothing. Yeah, but with men, we have tunnel vision. So we, so we need this, that. Hello. Okay, you're it's going out right now. What was the last part that you said? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, they're like I said these people are like they're they're terrible. Um, whether they be male or female. Mm-hmm. You know, their their character is really terrible. Yeah. Mm. So when it comes to um, even struggle dating, uh, because a lot of the times finances are just not up to par. Um, you know, we could we could be spending our money on something else long term, or we could be spending our money on trying to stay above above the water. But is it would you say when it comes to dating and you're already struggling, is it is it wise to still try to go out and find your partner or your soulmate when you can barely put gas in your gas tank? Oh, that's a devil-edged sword. Um, well, okay, I look at relationships like this, and 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 this is just me. If you come to the table, if you know you're going to be a liability, then do it. He said, there are some people who may disagree with me and say, well, um, I love, or you should help that woman out, help that man out. Mm-hmm. After a certain age, really any age, if, if you if you can't kind of handle your finances, maybe you need some type of counseling or you need an accountability partner or something because mm-hmm. um, after a certain, really any age is unattractive. Right. And I've met a lot of very beautiful women, but they're broke. Mm. And I'm pretty sure they've met a lot of attractive men and they're just downright broke too. So it's not right. cute at all. I don't think when you're trying to quote unquote find your, your soulmate or whatever, some people, they just date for fun. Some people, they just go out Sunday through Sunday. Different mm-hmm. male, different female, and they got, you know, they got sponsors. They got people that they just, <laughs> people that they just hit up for meals and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that is true. They got one person for every day of the week. Um, yeah. What we're gonna do? Hold that thought. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go to a quick um, commercial break, and then. Cool. We- Right back, you guys are tuned into He Said What with the girl Simply Bree and our guest David Buchanan. We'll be right back. Hey, it's the girl Simply Bree. Listen, I need all of my fellas and my ladies to head over to republicblackapparel.com right now. Go cop yourself a Juneteenth unisex t shirt 
and also get the matching unity hat, okay? It's time that we invest back into our businesses, and what better time to do that than for Juneteenth? Enter the code SIMPLYBREE1 at the checkout for your special discount on orders $25 and up. Don't forget, spread the word, and shop Republic Black Apparel now. All right, we are back. You guys have tuned into He Said What with your girl Simply Bree, as well as our guest David Buchanan. And tonight we are talking about you. relationships and toxic triggers in struggle dating. <laughs> if you guys want to chime in, the phone number to dial is 515-602-9647, and you will press that number one, and that will uh, will break up and see what you got to say. So, yeah, the struggle dating. The struggle dating is uh, definitely real. And having an accountability partner is very important, but not too many people have one. So not too many people also decide to seek help in the forms of any type of counseling, even if it's financial. So let's say you're in a relationship with someone and they have bad spending habits. How do you bring up that conversation when it's not like you're married, you're just dating one another? See, here's the problem with that. You you got to treat it like that because, listen, just because you get married, that don't mean, like, okay, treat it like sports. If you practice poorly, you're going to play. Once you get in the game, you're going to play poorly. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So if you practice, so dating is kind of like practice for the real thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're a cheater while we're dating, you're going to be a cheater while we're married. Mm-hmm. So if you have poor spending habits, spending habits now, that's saying you can't change that person. That person has to work on themselves in order to change. You can't change them. You can bring it to their attention. But, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of tension involved. Like most relationships, marriage or whatever, and due to finances. People think it's due to adultery. Mm. It's not. It's due to finances. Yeah. yeah. Because believe it or not, you're gonna you're gonna spend more time looking over your bills than you're actually even thinking about having sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Money. It's money. It has nothing to do with adultery. It's gonna be money. It's gonna be the the uh the linchpin. The thing that's sep- the thing that's gonna be the deciding factor whether y'all stay together or not. Because trust and believe, being married before, the thing that we stressed out about, she stressed out about a lot, was money. Yeah. And that, that's really just any woman because she wants to be, she wants to know that I'm handling my business, I'm financially stable, I'm mature enough. She doesn't have to, she doesn't want more months than money at the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you know the saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Because let's say, all right, let's say you tell your significant other, you treat it like it's a marriage, and you inform them that, hey, you know, I feel like the way that you're going about, you know, being financially responsible could probably use a little bit of work, and they just buck off on you. They get upset. They go off. And this is a known issue every time they do the same exact thing. They react the same exact way. How do you, how do you, how, how does that affect the relationship itself? Because now well, you can't 
come to them and, and talk to them about something that you're genuinely concerned about? Well, sometimes, a lot of times, if you're married, you got a joint account. Mm-hmm. And what you do, you can, you can do a couple things. You can go to the bank, close the joint account, and then have that person, of course, they still have their, their money. And, you know, you just say, hey, we, we got to have to split things down the middle. I mean, of course, everything is split down the middle, but you don't want to compromise the joint account that we have together. That would be foolish. That would be asinine. You ask yeah. for trouble. Yeah. So at that point, you would you you would you would kind of do like a ninety day thing, if not less, mm-hmm. and, and see and kind of come back, you know, trying to take a temperature every month and have mm-hmm. we would. What what I learned with with my ex wife, we used to every week, every Friday, we would sit down and go over finances. Mm-hmm. As boring as that was, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we had to do. So finances is is something that. <laughs> You really, really need to pay attention to. Like, most people don't really understand, like, you meet a woman or you meet a man or this, this, that, and the third. Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of stuff that you got to deal with than all that other physical stuff. Like, right. they need, this, you know, they got bills they got to pay. They got kids. Um, they got a mortgage, you know, like. Sometimes they may ask you to help out with that, depending on where you are in a relationship. You know, I mean, these things come up. But um, I think it's all in your delivery to answer your question. I think mm-hmm. it's all in your delivery and how you talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is key. If you belittle them um, or try to make them feel bad, you try to emasculate the man or make the woman feel terrible, then it's mm-hmm. not. It's always going to go sideways. So, I think what you got to do is really like baby steps. Like really hold their hands and say, "Hey, this is why I don't want to end like this. Mm-hmm. Give me the, give me your card for a piece of time." I've even had other married couples tell me like, <laughs> some some ladies told me that they gave their husbands like an allowance mm-hmm. every time he got paid. He was only able to get like twenty dollars, and I'm in premarital counseling listening to this, I'm like, nigga, please, I wish I would work for two weeks, then you come and take my money and give me $20. Well, what, you know, what the do I look like? So, right. You know, um, pride comes before the fall, as they mm-hmm. say. So mm-hmm. that, so, you know, I struggle with that. But, like, now where I'm at, um, you know, I'm a lot older, I'm a lot smarter, a lot wiser, a lot more patient. So I'm more apt to listening mm-hmm. because I can see I can see the entire picture. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've learned is when the woman ain't happy, the whole house ain't gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that statement. I don't agree with it. I think it's BS, but there is some truth to that. Uh, me, I'm the type of person. Okay, so you mad? Okay, I'm gonna go play pool. I'm gonna go jump on my bike or something like that, but that's just me kidding around. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. If she's if she's unhappy, if, especially if if it's due to finances, mm-hmm. you, you may not make it through the night, you know, because she's you know, <laughs> one thing I know, women look to men for stability. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if if you as a man you're not stable in your finances and and you and in your decision, mm-hmm. you gonna have a lot of she's gonna she's gonna. And I love and I, and this is a church word. She's gonna usurp you. She is mm-hmm. going to 
literally grab the steering wheel and push you out the way. And then now you're going to have to defer to her and everything because you've already shown that, like, you can't, you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it ain't easy. Yeah. It ain't easy. So when, let's say, okay, let's say the relationship isn't, isn't going too well. And instead of just abandoning ship, the couple decides to stay together because that is usually what happens, especially nowadays because people are afraid to start over. Um, but there's a lot of jealousy and the blame game and um, negative energy. At what point do you think it usually takes people as the breaking point for them to call it quit? The breaking point? The breaking point. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a everybody I mean, everybody's breaking point is different. I mean, for some people the slightest thing can kinda like tip them over. So some people have high emotional tolerances for bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um you know, everybody's different. I'm pretty sure your tolerance is for something that you wouldn't like is different from the next female. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in a financial situation, whew, I mean, just going out and knowing that you guys are struggling, right. he or she go purchases a new car or, you know, just, just something, you know, he goes out and buys a motorcycle. She goes out and buys a motorcycle, you know, just something yeah. that they know they can't afford. Um, there's so many you know, he or she, they go, they went over budget, you know, like by thousands of dollars. Just, I mean, there's so many things that can tip yeah. that person off. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can definitely see that. Do you feel like there are some people out there that are addicted to toxic relationships or toxic love? Yes. And I, and I was, I was one of them. Mm. Okay. I got my hand up. <laughs> got the shirt on. <laughs> Excuse me, but, uh, go ahead and let us know why. Like, what? What about the toxic relationship kept you? Like, kept driving you? Like, what was it? Um, before I became the person who I am now. Um. So, one thing I'm gonna say is this: my dad was in my life, but he wasn't in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things. Like, a man is supposed to show his son how to treat a woman. And then the mother's supposed to show, the mother's supposed to also be nice to the son. Like, a man's first example of the woman that he's going to marry is going to be his mother. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the men get called to the carpet on how they're supposed to show their daughters. But we never call the woman out. We never call the mothers out and say, hey, this is the kind of woman that you're supposed to marry. Very rarely, if ever, it's always a it's always a father. So I say I like to say I learned a lot of stuff in the street. As much as I love my mom, me and her didn't have a really good relationship. I love my my mom is deceased. Mm. We didn't have a really good relationship. So when me and her our, our relationship was toxic. So there it is. Our relationship was toxic. Yeah. So, so then now any other woman that I meet is dysfunctional. Like, like, unfortunately, like attracts like. 
Yeah. So if I'm dysfunctional, I'm seeking out other dysfunctional people that's like me, and it's like, hey, we're going to have us a party and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Um, it wasn't until after she passed away, mm-hmm. and it was, I had this huge blow-up between me, my father, and my sister, that I decided to go to therapy and go through, and go get help. Mm-hmm. And for a period of time, I was very, I was always angry at black women. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. I mean, at the mere, at the mere mention, wouldn't, would never date a white woman. Always stuck with black women, toxic ones, rich ones, poor ones, educated, uneducated, slim, fat. It, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But it got to a point that once my mom passed away, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need to get myself together. And I went and I literally paid out of pocket. And it was very expensive mm-hmm. um, because my my job, for some reason, they didn't cover, like, mental health issues. So I'm dealing with the death, I'm dealing with my mom's death. I'm dealing with living in a in a trap house, if mm-hmm. anybody knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dealing with all that. I got two kids. I'm divorced at this point in time. So all that I'm dealing with, all that. So, again, I had to, I had to take a break. I had to literally say, you know what? I don't want my daughter to end up like me or my son to end up like me. So I have to be, I have to become a much more better, healthier version of myself for the next woman that I decide to be with. Mm. Wow. And once I kept on working on myself, yeah, man, because listen, most people, the most scariest thing that most people don't want to do is look in the mirror and take an introspective look at themselves. That is a, forget Forget public speaking, forget a fair height. It's actually looking in the mirror and then going back and actually apologizing to the people that you hurt or, or they hurt you because, you know, it takes two people for something to go right and it takes two people for it to go wrong. Um, so, yeah, that that's a lot. That's a lot of work. Um, yeah, it's not easy. I'm, I'm being honest with you. It took a lot of work, a lot of money, and a lot of time to become the person that you're talking to right now, where I can I can be in the same room with a black woman, see an attractive black woman, and feel no type of way. And be like, man, you know what? In my head, I'm like, man, she's beautiful. And just feel calm and feel okay and not have that resentment because I kind of feel that my mom emasculated me a lot. She did a lot of things to embarrass me as a child mm-hmm. in front of people. So there's that. So mm-hmm. I've never dealt with that um, coming up until like maybe five years ago. Right. So there's a lot of brothers out here that they're still trying to heal their inner child. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of so a lot of black women, y'all dealing with a lot of you dealing with a 29 year old man. But his inner child, whatever happened to him at 10, 11, 12, whatever, he hasn't healed that. So a lot of so a lot of people, both male and females, are acting out because they have trauma. And black people, we like to pray and smoke and shop everything away, our problems away, and we still the same. We still 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 jogging in place. Right. Yep. With the same the same inner trauma. Yeah. Mhm. Mm. Listen. I, I, first of all, we got to give you a round of applause. 
that right there was straight from the heart. That was Ron Raga, and it was much needed. Now, there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to therapy, and you are definitely living proof of it. So kudos to you um, on on recognizing what needs to be done and actually following through. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break as well as a song break. Um, the track that you guys are going to hear tonight is called Filling a Wave, and that's by Janae. Janae was our guest this evening on uh, Studio Vibes. So please make sure you guys check that out. Um, but first, we will uh, definitely get into more about melanin people. So, um, you guys, stay tuned. You're listening to He Said What with your girl, Simply Glee, and our guest, David Buchanan. We'll be right back. What's up? This one Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What Radio Network. Hey, I want to introduce you to something new. A new social media app for black and brown people of color, as well as non-black people who love and support the black community. The Melanin People's app is designed for individuals, entrepreneurs, and organizations can promote their brands to the community. This app was designed to promote our culture, our hard work, our resilience, our legacy, our brands, our products, our services, our organizations, our businesses. You can tell stories of your favorite places in Africa, South Africa, West Africa, East Africa, Asia, West Indies, and the Caribbean. This is how it works. Step one. Create your profile, personal or business. Step two, complete your profile. Step three, create your first post. Step four, click explore and find new people to follow. Step five, have a product, service, skill and talent you want people to find. Upload images and videos to your profile. For products, add your sales file, a backlink to your website, sales page or online business destination. Enjoy your new community, Melanie people, connecting people of color. Can't stop this energy 
how will she actually recognize that? Because a lot of the times victims don't realize that they're being that they're actually a victim until they're out of it. Um, she can see it. That person can see it. It's whether you want to address it or not. Mhm. <laughs> because we we see everything. Every you you see it. Um. Sometimes it's it can be narcissistic behavior. Mhm. Again. People go through all kinds of traumas. People are holding on to things from past relationships. Mm-hmm. The only thing, if, if this person is honest with themselves, if she wants to get away from that person, she would then have to have a conversation with this with said man mm-hmm. and really see where his head is at. But the first thing she has, the first thing he or she has to do, and the reason why I'm asking this was, was because I had an aunt still have an aunt who was married or still is married to a gentleman that has rarely abused her for years. I mean, even moved in the side chick into the house. Oh, wow. Um, and has my aunt actually cooking for the side chick and stuff like that. So she never left. And you got to understand, I'm 43, and I've been hearing about my aunt having these problems ever since I was my daughter's age. So that's long. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Of, he's an alcoholic. He's a lot of different things that I can't really say on this show. Yeah. And she chose to stay with him. Um, it's up to it's really up to that individual. Uh, the manipulation part of it is so sweet because. He can have her quitting her job, stop talking to her family, uh, stop hanging out with her friends, mm-hmm. and then it's just all about him. It's all about him. And then before you know it, you know, she's like a child again. You know, where are you going? Who are you talking to? Why are you wearing that? Let me see your phone. Um, why is that man smiling at you? Why are you talking to that man? He has problems. Right. Um, the victim normally develop Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom used to try to stay on the phone with her and try to coach her through leaving this dude and this, this, that, and the third. Never left him. My mom, yeah. is, my mom is cold in the ground right now. And she's still with this dude, man. So, right. um, in some instances, and I, and I and this may sound really harsh, but sometimes you need to leave, you need to kind of let the victim um, stay with the abuser. Because mm-hmm. you've been taught, like, you, you're you on the outside, you see everything. Right. But it, the victim has to want to leave. Mm-hmm. They can't, you can't, I can want it for you, but you got to want to do it, though. And right. a lot of times, you're in so deep, I mean, like, foxhole deep, I mean, six miles on the ground deep, that you can't even get out. Right. And your family and friends and your pastor and all this other stuff, they can they can tell you hey, you need to leave this person and this and that and the third. That person could be beating the hell out of them. They'll mm-hmm. still stay there and take the abuse for reasons I don't know why. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. Um, and, I mean, I honestly, thankfully, I have not been in that type of situation. I have been in a situation that involved a lot of uh, control and manipulation uh, to the point where 
even when the person didn't say anything, you still felt guilty as if you were doing something wrong when you really were not. Uh, and so, you know, people who are going through this, you know, the only thing that I can suggest is just trying to get help, maybe professional help, calling a hotline, you know, reaching out to someone and just speaking up because mm-hmm. get the help now while you can before it's too late.
knows who can say, hey, I would love to take you out, but my finances are not where they should be. Now, you have a lot of dudes out here who will go on dates with females knowing damn well they can't freaking afford it. Mm-hmm. And that's, it. that's imposter syndrome. You should not, you should not be doing that. Mm-hmm. First of all, you should not be. Let me also say this, and this is going to sound kind of crazy. And a lot of women ain't going to like this. Men should stop giving penthouse privileges to women who are starting in the male room. Oh. oh you have to you yourself. Sure, you make sure you include your Instagram at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, I will. I don't, I don't care. They can say whatever they want to say. No, but that's, true. that's true. But but no woman should ever ever give no man penthouse privileges if he if he he's never proved himself and mm-hmm. vice versa. You got too many. Why am I starting you in a five star restaurant? I don't know you. Mm-hmm. How about we do this? How about we go? How about we go for a walk? Let me get to know you. And mm-hmm. and the mistake that men do is we don't we don't interrogate y'all. And we. Any day, our first date, I'm, I'm going to, she won't know it, but I'm going to interrogate the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Who are you? What drives you? Not what you drive, but what drives you? What's your purpose in life? What's your character like? To get the outfit that you're wearing, that's cute. Because across the table, four rows back, there's some other female that's wearing something really nice, too. Who mm-hmm. are you? What, what what keeps you up at night? What drives you? See, mm-hmm. For me, I know... My, for me, the only thing that drives me is my legacy mm-hmm. and what I'm leaving behind for my kids. I can, I can literally run it down to you. I can care less about my car. I can care less where I live. What, what did I do for other people? What, did mm-hmm. I, what was my gift that I left behind for mankind, for my, for my black community first and foremost? What, did, what gift did I leave behind? Who did I help? What philanthropic efforts did I have? Mm-hmm. So once again, men need to start scrutinizing. The same way women scrutinize us, we need to scrutinize you. Mm-hmm. Can no longer operate with the second head anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm not mad at you. I'm not. You know what? Let's go ahead and give you a round. All right. Let's sit down and have a real serious conversation. And then we go from there. Yeah. I like that. That was a really good response. Okay, so I thought that was my last question, but it's not. Um, We do actually have a question from um, one of our young ladies who are listening, who's listening to the show right now. She says, a lot of men want to be chased these days instead of chasing the women and use the excuse of being hurt from past relationships. But it sounds like straight bullshit. Does that mean they're toxic? Now, if a man, honestly, if a man said he was hurt and he really is hurt, you you may want to either take a step back or really listen to him. Now, women are very perceptive and you have, they're highly intuitive. So you can figure out when a man is full of shit. Now, if a man is, if a man is mature enough to say, hey, I was hurt in the past, sit down and have a conversation with him. Don't judge him because as men, all our lives, we've been taught to what? Suck it up, mm-hmm. man up, be a man. If you can get a man to talk, because for a long time, y'all sisters been listening, y'all sisters been talking for a lot, and ain't nothing changed. 
So mm-hmm. I think the way that things are going right now, the men are starting to open up and talk, and a lot of women ain't liking what's coming out of the kitchen. Mm. Okay. So if that brother wants to, only if. Now, if if he's running game, then, yeah, you need to boot his ass to the curb. <laughs> but if he's really, if he, no, seriously, because I'm, I'm an equal opportunity asshole. I don't, I don't, I don't just go after the females. I go after dudes too, in mm-hmm. terms of like setting people straight. Right. If you're gonna waste, don't waste no one's time. Do not ever waste a woman's time or a man's time. If you know you're only out there to play, go somewhere else. Period. Exactly. Take those don't reindeer games to the left. Yeah, go somewhere else. Now, I hope that answers your question, but I would just say have a serious conversation with him. Ask mm-hmm. him some questions. Go real deep. Mm-hmm. Now, what may happen is when he goes real deep, he may end up getting a little emotional mm-hmm. because you may end up you may end up uh, digging dig, huh? Triggering something. Yeah, you and, and that's okay because now if he starts getting emotional and starts crying and stuff like that, then you got a real brother. If he can't give you, if he, nah, seriously, listen. No, I, I all the time. If he can, if you hear him getting emotional and stuff like that, and he don't really, you know, tears start falling or whatever, or he's just like, man, it's hard or whatever. But listen to what he's saying. Get details before you write him off. Get details. Get details. Get a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And don't. And under no circumstances do you judge what happened to him, what he did. And where he's at now. Because if you do that, you lost him. Yep. Check out. He'll never come back. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that, I think you hit the, the nail on the head because uh, she uh, she responded with a round of applause in the hundreds. So I think, you, I think you're on to something right there. So what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Go ahead and give everybody your information on how they can reach out to you after the show, how they follow you. Where can they find you online? Uh, they can follow me at David underscore Buchanan, B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N-N-Y. So it's David underscore Buchanan, N-Y, because that's where I was raised. Yep. Okay. So. Well, yeah. sir, I I appreciate you coming on tonight and rocking with us, filling your guts and being so transparent and just taking some time out of your busy day um, to sit down with me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. I look forward to yeah. having you on again in the near future. Um, i got to give you some real good topics, too. We're going to give you some more. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. So um, everyone who has tuned in, like I said, if you're listening live, thank you so much for rocking with us. If you came back later on and decided, you know what, let me check this this episode out and see what they were talking about. I appreciate you replaying this episode. Um, Make sure that you reach out to us, you subscribe. Um, If you have a business, hey, we're currently running a a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of June. So inquire on more information by sending your email to info at he said what network.com. 
Also, like I said, subscribe to the network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network, and that will get you right to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. It's He Said What Radio, and you can also follow me. I'm at underscore simply Bree underscore. Go back to blogtalkradio.com backslash he said what and download this episode in case you missed anything or you can find us on all music platforms like iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, just to name a few. Um, next week, you do not want to miss next week where we're going to have more discussions with another guy and um, my special guest, you know, you you just have to tune in and see who it is. Or should I tell you? Okay, I, I guess I can I can tell you. I'll give you the four one one. So on next week's show, he said what? We're gonna have our guest Je- uh, Jonathan Jeffries is his name, and we will be discussing communicating to prevent ghosting because a lot of people tend to ghost. So you don't want to miss that episode. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you have questions, reach out to us. Outside of that, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. I wish you a beautiful, safe evening and a wonderful night. Goodbye. where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.